Hello, and welcome to the Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Dave Nissen. Dave is CEO and president of Mueller CPAs and Advisors. Mueller has offices in the Chicago area. Dave is responsible for communicating and achieving the firm's vision. His concentration is on strategic planning, business development, and firm operations. And this allows Mueller to maintain a long-term and successful focus. While Dave's primary role is the leadership of Mueller's business operational activities, he's also spearheads the international business development activities of the firm. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you being here. So based on that intro, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about today. But first off, I was hoping maybe you can just give us a little uh, um, introduction to Mueller and what you guys are and what you guys concentrate on and, and anything you anywhere you want to go with that. Okay, sure. Thanks, Randy. Mueller, we've been around for over 50 years. And um, we're very proud of our history and and everything we've accomplished. And, and I would say that the areas that I, I'm probably the most proud of for our organization is we are always thinking outside the box and we think more, I think very entrepreneurial. Um, and I think that goes complements well with our client base. Our clients are typically very entrepreneurial. They're unique business owners with unique services or products. And um, I think all of our people have been trained in those areas. And the things that we've been involved in would be things like we obviously do normal audits and accounting services and tax tax services. And, and with all of that coupled with consulting services. And that's kind of how I met you guys, you know, Trimerit, which is probably moving on almost 10 years ago. I think it's at least we, that. Yep. Yep. And I think we, you know, we, we've kind of discovered you guys because you were right in our backyard here in Illinois, I think Arlington Heights, if I remember right, or Rolling Meadows. Right, Arlington and, Heights, you got it. And Ann Barron's, our tax partner, uh, met you, one of you, maybe it was you, Randy, or Patrick. It and, was me um, originally, actually. Sorry, I'm cutting you off there. But yeah, Ann and I had met years ago, 10 to 12 years ago, even maybe. But yeah, I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead. And then I remember our first time we met, we were meeting at a nice Italian restaurant in St. Charles. And that's kind of when we said, hey, let's... Uh, these are good guys like and 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 introduced us and I and I thought you know it always starts with building a relationship with someone and feeling good with the people that you're working with and from day one we felt really good about you guys so I think what and that was kind of hinges on what I was saying Randy about how we're you we're unique yep we really see that research and development credits was an angle that there's so many companies that did not use it and I guess if you really want to go back a long time before that, I started working with research and development credits when Ronald Reagan first uh, passed the, the law in the early 80s. Yep. And I was, I mean, I probably wasn't doing it exactly the way, I definitely know I don't do it the way you guys do it, which is exactly accurate and right, but we, we, were, we, were, we were using it on our clients and and uh, uh, we were a firm that probably thought about that all the time. It was at the front of our thoughts. And so when we met you guys, it was a natural to be able to bring 
you guys in as a extension of our firm and our consulting group to really provide the highest of quality research and development credits for, for our manufacturing clients. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the plug. I appreciate the confidence in us. Uh, yeah, we've been, it, it's been a great relationship. I know you're always out there looking for opportunities for your clients. That's the one thing with, with the, that uh, people don't need to know about Dave. He is constantly looking for opportunities for his clients and he's constantly looking to help him. And he's always out there, you know, managing the firm. But really, from what I know, Dave, he's out there talking to clients as well and, and, and doing everything he can to save them money. I want to, uh, quick questions then about Mueller in addition. What size are you from an employee standpoint? You're, you've got to be pushing 180 plus or something now, or where are you at? Yeah, we're right under 200. We're about 190 employees right now. We have three offices. We're all in the metro Chicagoland area right now. We're always keeping our eyes open, open for other opportunities. Uh, one of my partners always says, it's not if, it's when we might move into some areas that might be a little nicer weather than this, Randy. Yeah. You know, as you know, our, our winters here in Chicago, they're, they're not the best. But, you know, we'll, we always, we're keeping our eyes open. But right now, we've, we've really focused on, in Chicago, we're number 15th uh, largest firm uh, per uh, Crane's Chicago business. And in the whole country, I think in um, uh, inside uh, public accounting, I think we were ranked number 151 in the country out of around 40,000 firms. Speaking of that, speaking of, of areas that you want to expand on, you have expanded through mergers and acquisitions over the last couple of years. What was the last one, about two years ago, or has there been some in, that I don't know about since then? No, it was, it was about three years ago, actually. Three years ago. And it was a really good firm in the south side of Chicago. Uh, we like the south side of Chicago. We, it's a different market. And so now I think it, it, it added about 55 people, 60 people to our Mueller team. It's been, it was really been a great thing for us. Uh, now with our office here in the Elgin area, the office in downtown Chicago, and now the office in Orland Park, it gives us uh, coverage in three very distinct market areas in Chicago. It definitely does. And, and that was a pretty significant size merger there. Um, what were the, the mechanics of that? Did it, was it flow easy? Is it, is it, you know, obviously, you know, make sure all the technology syncs together, the make sure the firm culture syncs together. What types of things, uh, I guess, did you have to deal with? Were there any surprises when you went through this? You know, there's always surprises. You know, I, you probably know me well enough, Randy. I, I say without, I kind of say what, what I, what's on my mind. Yep. Uh, I don't really hide things because uh, I can't hide things real well. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there definitely were surprises, but I think if you, if you ask every one of my partners, it's been, it was good that we did it. It was a great, a great addition to us. I like everybody there, but I think some of the things that, that we really focused on and for people that are listening to this and that maybe do an acquisition is the technology is so important. I think we might have been, we might have had a little bit more um, invested in technology. And so we, we started trying to get everybody in the same, in the same area, in the same ca capacity of IT. It took a little bit of time, but right now um, we're all, we're all in a, on the same systems where we have consistency. We, we have uh, the ability to work from home and, and we can maybe talk about that a little later about how important it is in these days with yep. uh, with the situation that's happening right now. But I think 
it, it just was, uh, I think the main thing is the partners that we, that we brought in. I mean, that, this is probably the basis. It kind of goes back to even bringing you guys in as, as a outside advisor and consulting firm. You have to have a trust level and respect for the partners. And that's one thing I could tell you 100% that the partners that we brought in, especially the equity partners, trust them with anything. I mean, they, they, you know, you still have documents, you have to do legal documents, but I've always said when you do um, a transaction, uh, legal documents are needed, but you, they're only worth if you have trust with the people that are signing those documents. And so I, I, we definitely have that with the, the partners that we, we brought in from that acquisition. Yeah, obviously that's, that's, I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of legal documents. I know we need them, but that's that, that one-on-one -on -one trust, uh, uh, interpersonal, uh, relationships is, is key. So, so when you're looking at acquisitions, then obviously that's important, the trust level with the, the partners and the whole firm you're bringing in. Uh, it sounded like earlier location was important. You, you got to expand in new areas in the Chicago area is services or expertise they bring in. Is that something you're looking for? Cause I'm assuming you're still looking uh, for other opportunities and you kind of mentioned that already it is, is, you know, if someone can bring in uh, maybe you guys don't have nonprofit expertise and if they could bring that into you, would that be something like that? Do you look for new, new areas to expand into new services? Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's really important. I think right now, the, the main thing about the acquisition we had in Orland Park is it, it added a geographical coverage for us that we didn't have. So that was very important. I think other acquisitions you make, you make them for reasons of either talent, low, uh, geography, or niche specialties. And I think you really don't bring them in for the business. The, 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 the business is probably the, the least priority, I guess, in terms of bringing an acquisition in. Because if you, if you have the people, the services will follow. And, and in the world we're in today, there's just so many services and, and, and client needs out there. We need the people. So I think in the future, we're looking for acquisitions, like I said, good talent, good niche, uh, some specialties that we're really, we would like to shore up or have more of and or maybe a geography some area that we think we would we, we would like to service that would be beneficial for us so i think that's the thing that we're really looking for right now all right well that's i, I think that's a, a good insight to anybody that, that potentially is looking at that that the people there are the important thing um, because the services are there and they're needed and if you have the right people you can deliver those services so so what i want to do then is kind of segue into an area where you have expanded, I don't know if it, you call it service line, but you've, you've, as long as I've known you, or, or for quite a while at least, you've been working on international work. Uh, and I know you've done lots of trips to Germany and other places where you're trying to uh, drum up business with, I'm assuming it's in Germany's case, a German-owned company that has a U.S. plant. And so how did this become a priority, I guess, and, and, and how's it going and what's your game plan with it? Yeah, it's... <laughs> If you really want, I'm, you know, Randy, I'm, like I said, I'll tell you the, the facts and how it all happened. And it was really happening by dumb luck. If right. you, and everyone says, oh, Dave, you're, you're a genius. You did this, you did that. Well, not really. It was just dumb luck. And, and a lot of things happen that way. But we, what we did 
is I was on a, I was the chairman of the board for CP America, which is a, one of the leading accounting associations in the United States. And I know you deal with them quite a bit. Yep. And I, one of my responsibilities was to, to represent our, our firms, our 75 firms at the international conference. And so the president of CP America said, Dave, you need to go to represent our firms. And I go, okay, well, what, where is it at? And he said, well, it's in Dubai. And I said, well, I got two problems. I go, first of all, I don't know where Dubai is. <laughs> and number two is I don't have a passport. And that, that was only eight years ago. That's oh. not like, that was not long ago. I never had a passport. And so I got a passport. I found out where Dubai was and I went to Dubai. As I was at Dubai, I was, went to, a, and you've been to these conferences where you're 250 people and you're having lunch in this big room. I just so happened to sit next to a guy named Wolfgang. And I, I didn't know what to say because I, I didn't know, you know, didn't know him. And I looked at his name tag and I said, is that a common name in Germany? And he said, Dave, that's like John Smith in the United States. <laughs> and I, and so I, I developed a friendship with this guy. I call him Wolfgang number one, because he's the first Wolfgang I ever met. Right. And it just so happened, he called me six months later. And he said, Dave, I have an opportunity for you. One of my large clients in Stuttgart, they're about a, a billion euro uh, sales company, has a subsidiary in Troy, Michigan, and I'd like you to maybe become their tax advisor. And I said, oh, okay. So I went to Troy, Michigan, and I met the CFO who was a German, he was a German guy, and I was walking through the plant with him, and I saw a lot of I saw a lot of technology, Randy. Like it was amazing what I saw. And as I said, I, I mean, I've got R and D's on my mind all the time. I said, "Have you ever done the research and development credit?" And now he was using a, a, a top ten firm in the country. Right. Like this, this wasn't like a a, a one person firm. He was using a top top ten CPA firm. And I said, are you doing the research and development credit? And he goes, no, I, they, they said that I probably wouldn't qualify. And I was looking and they, I saw engineers all over the place. I said, I think you can. And to be honest, be honest with you, I think I can get you a million bucks. And he said, well, that would be great. So I called you guys and you guys came in. And we, we went, you, you did your study and we, we went back three years and we, we got him about a million bucks. It was just a little over a million dollars of credits. And about a couple of years later, they got audited and the audit had no change. They, they didn't, they didn't adjust one number in the, of R and D credits. So, I mean, that was a, a huge success story, but that was like my first venture into the international world and with Germany specifically since then, We've gotten so many clients in Germany. We go to Germany at least five times a year because, you know, I think U.S. and Germany, it's like a perfect match because the Germans, their, techno their, their engineering is fabulous. They have precision equipment. Uh, they're investing quite a bit in the United States. Uh, I love their people. I love their culture. And so we've been doing so much with the German companies. And I think uh, quite a few of those that they brought that, that we've started working with here, we brought you guys in. And again, research and development credit has been a big, 
uh, win for those companies when you guys come in and, and they, they're very happy. And, you know, well, who isn't happy when you tell a client that they're going to get forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 of a credit of something they didn't think they were going to have? No, I, uh, that's, you know, I, I think, you know, I was in public accounting for a long time. And, and when I, when I decided to uh, start the R&D tax credit firm, I, I really enjoyed the part of saying, yes, we're going to get you money back rather than, well, this is as low as I can get what you're going to owe. So the, the refund aspect of things, uh, I, I quite enjoy and, and the clients do too. And I know you're always out there pushing that. And, and so I appreciate that, at least from our standpoint. And I know your clients appreciate that too. Uh, one thing I want to talk about that you just mentioned there, uh, dumb luck. You know, everybody has dumb luck fall into their lack and not everybody takes advantage of it. You know how to take advantage of it. The people that know how to take advantage of that are successful. People have that all the time. So I, and, and, and I hear people say, it's just dumb luck. I fell into it. No, you didn't fall into it. You saw an opportunity and you took advantage of it. So that's not a pet peeve of mine. It's just a people think the things just come, but you make them come. You see it and you take advantage of it. So, so that I'm not, that I just want, I'm sure you understand that <laughs> everybody sees those opportunities and not everybody jumps to it to make that happen. So uh, you're definitely a guy that does that. Um, well, let me, let me, let me just jump on that a little bit. I, first of all, I appreciate that Randy, but I want to, for, for your listener, the listeners of this podcast, I think the main thing that most people have to think about is, they cannot be afraid to fail because that's ultimately what really gets people paralyzed by not taking advantage of dumb luck because luck, you're right, is all the way around you. But a lot of times, especially accountants, okay, that's the other thing. Like, you know, most accountants are adverse to risk. Right. And if they, if they just were not afraid to fail right. uh, and people, I've told that to people to say, Dave, I know you, you don't like to lose. And I go, I know I don't like to lose. I didn't say I want to lose, but I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to, to lose. Right. Like there's a difference and I have lost and I've lost and I don't like to lose, but I've won more than I've lost. And that's, I guess that's the thing that I think I just want to make that point. I think yep. you're right. You're, most you take accountants, of it. Right. Yeah. And I'm probably going to butcher the saying, but it's I've coached basketball for many years, and and I, I tell the kids when I'm with you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take, you know. So if you don't take the shot, you don't have a chance chance of making it. So it's the same type of thing, and, and I yeah, and I agree right. with that. Uh, back to the international aspect, you, you've you've gotten involved with a group uh, uh, PKF, and I think you have a sub. I don't know how this works, but a subgroup of Mueller that's called. PKF Mueller, but that is that an arm that's doing a lot of international work, or how's how's your relationship with PKF uh, uh, work these days? Oh, it's great. I mean, that's uh, man. We you know this podcast we can go for like five hours, Randy. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna bore you with that, but no, my producers PKF. would not be happy if we went five hours, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind. But yeah, PKF, go ahead. PKF has been great for us. Like I was mentioning earlier about CP America. Well, we love CP America after being with uh, CP America for over 30 years. And it was great. I mean, CP America was a great, great association for us. But we really wanted to get more into a network, a real true accounting network. And so we joined PKF and it's been fabulous. And we've gotten so many friends around the world. PKF is a really good name in, in Europe and in other countries. We have 
uh, firms in 150 countries. We have great coverage. Germany is strong, very strong firms in Germany. So that's been, been real good. So we did set up, a, we have a subsidiary called PKF Mueller, which is wholly owned by Mueller CPA. And that's where we run our international audits and tax services through. Now, Randy, one thing that I didn't tell, I didn't tell you, this yep. is kind of maybe news to you too, but we've, we've just set up the firms, the PKF North American firms, just set up a national practice, which is news. This is big news, and it's going to become bigger news. But PKF is now has a we have a firm called PKF Advisory, and PKF Advisory is owned by the PKF firms in New York, Chicago, Miami, Houston, and Los Angeles. We have five in Boston, and Boston is joining also. So we have all of our six firms. We own a practice together, so it's owned by all of us. This isn't a network. It's not an association. This is a true firm that all of us own together, and we're going to run our advisory services through it. So we're not going to put audits through it, but we're going to put M&A, due diligence, business valuation, tax advisory services like R&D credits. I mean, these are the things that we're going to run through PKF Advisory, and what's going to happen after three years is we're going to, we're, our goal is to make PKF a, a common name uh, that would be in the same breath as RSM, Grant Thornton, PKF. And we're just going to drive a lot of business through it. And I think in three years, it'll become, like I said, we'll be right in there with uh, being able to perform larger jobs with those other second tier firms. Well, as long as I've known you, I've known you're not a guy with small ideas. Uh, you've always been a guy with big ideas. Uh, uh, and so I, I'm not surprised by this at all. And, and I look forward to see where that is going to go and, and, and follow that uh, as it evolves over the next three years. Um, I, I think we're going to probably try to have to uh, start to wind down now. Uh, there's a couple things, though, that uh, I want to touch on first. Uh, before we start recording, uh, I, uh, you had told me today you became a grandfather for the how many times? Sixth time or something like that? You said or it's my fourth, my fourth grandson and fourth grand child, which are all grandsons. All right. Today. Well, congratulations just on today. I'm recording day. All right. Well, that's great. And then I, I usually like to end these, these uh, podcasts with a fun fact and, and something I've actually, I think I've seen it live, but I've heard about this as well, is that you have a snack cart that uh, you personally push around the office and, and rumor has it, there's occasionally alcohol on the snack cart as well. Well, that's a true rumor. And I'm, I'm proud to say that rumor. All right. Um, but yeah, the snack cart, Brandy, is something that we started uh, about eight years ago, believe it or not. When we moved into this office, uh, we consolidated our St. Charles and our Elgin offices together, and we wanted to kind of want to bring people together, wanted people to be happy about the move. And so uh, I remember being at the at these sporting events, and when you go to the sporting events in a skybox, the thing that most people like the most is when they send uh, when the dessert card comes by in the skybox. Have, have you ever had one of those? Like, oh yeah. And the and the normally they got the big taffy apples, you know, and they right. got. I always remember they had like the Baileys that go in these little chocolate shot glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we we did this, and actually we had the little chocolate shot glasses with the Baileys, and we started pushing this thing around. My wife and I we went to Sam's Club and Costco. 
and we, we loaded up carts with uh, everything that's bad for you. Like there's nothing healthy on the snack cart. <laughs> and so we started, I started pushing it around and, and now what I've, what's cool about it is other people, we have a sign up sheet and I get other people to be able to want to push it because it's almost like an, uh, an honor to push the snack cart. The only problem with the snack cart, Randy, is that we do have alcohol on it. And, and whenever I'm pushing it, they always want me to take a shot in the audit department. Then I yep. got to take a shot in the tax department. Then I got to take a shot in my department, which is accounting services. So it's, it's kind of cop. It kind of difficult. Uh, it's a little difficulty working the rest of the day after that. But well, so they, our our firm loves it, and um, it's almost the signature of Mueller right now is having our snack cart. I think that's awesome, and apparently everybody likes to have a drink with Dave. So so that's nice too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, I really appreciate you jumping on with us today. I think your insights into the, the mergers and acquisitions and obviously the international, uh, I think, are very valuable to people. In addition to, I'm really interested to see where this advisory group goes, the PKF advisory. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Before we, before we wrap it up, is there, uh, well, I guess, what's the best way that people uh, can look you up, get a hold of you, uh, see if they have anything they'd like to contact you with? Yeah, they could always go to our web, our website, which is MuellerCPA.com. We, we have all of our, our, our bios in there, and we've got all of our specialists. And, and uh, yeah, feel that's where they could look me up. My email address is on there and, and others in the firm. So that would be, that would be great. We'd all love right. to talk to people. Yeah, nope, I know you do, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that people will reach out to you as well. So, so Dave, again, thanks for being here today, and uh, congratulations on uh, the fourth grandson today, and uh, I thank you, everybody, for listening. At this point, I'm going to sign off. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Uh, remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we will bring you another interesting guest and hear their stories and insights.